15k plus random movie reviews where we randomly pick movies from Metacritic's all-time movie list of over 15,000 movies covering everything from the best to the very worst bringing you our genuine impressions and candid opinions whether we like it or not Hello and welcome to episode 46 of 15k plus random movie reviews this is Colin and this is Niall and this is random movie number two on our Oscar, best Oscar winner, director, not director, picture, whatever. What is it? Best picture? Best picture. Best picture. Best picture yeah. Oscar. Yeah, we've got 95 or so of them. And last week we got number two. And the movie is Coda from 2021. It got its best picture Oscar, the 2022 Oscars, the year of the Will Smith slap. Oh, crikey. That was the year. My God. Yes. That's why we don't know about this movie. Because all we remember about the Oscars is... What a douchebag. I can't watch any Will Smith movie from now on. Yeah, which is a shame because I liked a lot of his stuff. And then yeah. um, he went and did that idiotic thing. Oh, dear. Yeah. So anyway, Coda won Best Picture. It won Best Actor in a Supporting Role for Troy Kotsun. Deservedly who, uh, so, I think. Yeah, he uh, he he's, he has a nice face for acting. His face, he does. He does. Yeah, very and, expressive man. Yeah, and they won a best Oscar for best adapted screenplay by the director Sian Hader. I'm sorry if I pronounce your name wrong, Sian. I know you're a big fan. Bill, um, Bill Hader's sister, I believe. Are you serious? No. <laughs> <laughs> Spelled differently. Spelled differently. You know, said probably no. No. Yeah, no, no, no. relation. No relation. I can see some some part of the humor in the movie. I could see she wrote maybe like twenty episodes of Orange Is the New Black. Yeah, yeah. And I can see the humor coming through in this movie from time to time, a little bit raunchy at times and a little bit blue. But it was quite funny at times. Very funny, I thought at times this movie. Surpri- um, surprisingly so. Surprisingly slow. I actually really enjoyed this movie. Yeah, uh, same as I was expecting, because I'd read the synopsis and I thought, here we go. Thing about emotions and family and coming of age and dealing with adversity. And yeah, it has all those things, but it's very funny the whole way through. Yeah, and it's, you know, I like a bit of emotions and sentimentality, but I don't like it when they ramp it up to 11. This was like at a solid 7, 8 out of 10 emotional, you yeah. know, baggage, I guess. Just just to draw like a... Contrast between this and past lives. Don't. That was a lot of emotion and blah, 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 blah. With basically zero humor in my head. Absolutely humorless. And I, I can't have a movie that is, you know, emotional, relational, and all this sort of stuff. But without humor, everything just is miserable. And I don't want that. No. This, this, this is lovely, actually. The, the pace and the setting of it is just well done. It's just nicely aimed. Yeah, and you know all of the characters at the end of the movie. Like with you, past you, lives. You care about them in this. Yeah. Past lives, I wanted them all just to F off. <laughs> in this, I wanted everybody to be happy. You know, because I cared about each and every one of them. Yeah, and there's some there's one or two flaws I want to pick up, and I wanted to see if you agree on them. But it don't it doesn't really affect it, but it's it's part of the plot. And I was like, nah. but it was only one sort of thing I picked up, and I'll, I'll mention it as we go along. Hmm. But yeah, I was the only the good the, the sign of a movie that is good is when you think about it the next day. And I was thinking about it today, and also I was listening to the soundtrack because there's some great songs. And, oh, stunning! Yeah, and it's just beautiful. And I'd never heard of that Joni Mitchell song. Uh, yeah, before it's yeah. so good and then i fell into a rabbit hole on, on 
the internet where she sung the song live a few years ago at the age of 78 and her voice you need to look this up on youtube of her singing it at some american music festival and she's surrounded by other jazz or you know musicians and singers and everybody's crying because her voice is just amazing as a for a 78 year old she sings it in a low key but it's just it's crazy good and i just listened to it today and i, was and I must i must google that myself yeah it's do it really good i love yeah them. yeah so this is it 2022 wasn't the best year for movies. If you look at the movies that were up against it, you know, maybe it wouldn't have, you know, won. It was the height of COVID as well, or coming out of COVID, I guess. So this was straight to streaming, wasn't it? Yes. It was basically, yeah, a budget of 10 million. And I think it went, it was the first movie that a streaming platform won a best Oscar for, for the picture. So Apple movies got there ahead of Netflix. So obviously with a straight to streaming there was a budget for 10 million and then like the record show it got 2.2 million but i'm guessing with apple buying the rights to it i yeah. guess it's, it's, it's an it's... unfair metric for a streaming straight to streaming movie because Which i'm sure yeah. that apple paid a downside more i would hope oh, it deserves yeah. to get its money back in some which is why websites like metacritic is good now just to show you know the the the, the ratings and hmm. and the actual reviews and the quality of it that a number of different people see i think streaming movies are going to obviously become a bit more popular and we won't have the uh the data for profits as yeah, we did in the past it, it, does, it doesn't mean the same thing anymore and, and, and i don't think it's fair to poo poo on something because it actually never made it to the cinema necessarily so the movies that came out that year were dune dune was up for best picture that was a pretty good movie I that thought. is a decent movie I actually prefer this movie, but I really enjoyed yeah. Dune. Yeah, Dune, Dune, like Dune 2 is coming out soon as well, yep. but Dune was good. I, I, I watched it when I was living in Japan at the time, and I, I was like, yeah, this, this is good. This is fine. It was much better than the, the 80s, it, 70s one. or 80s. 70s. One, 70s. Yeah. Yeah. It was Lynch, wasn't it? Yeah. It was the yeah. guy, the actor from Twin Peaks as well. What's his name again? Yeah, yeah. God, uh, we're terrible. He, he always in, do this. He was in Sex in the City as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that <you> guy. <laughs> yeah. His name uh, will pop into my head at some point. Yeah. But but, uh, the, that was way better. Anyway, we're not here to review you. <laughs> no, no, no. Anyway, other movies that came out, just because uh, it's interesting. King Richard I never watched. Don't nope. Look Up, I watched. I thought it was terrible. It was uh, that sort of invasion movie with... Yeah, it was terrible. Uh, well, Side Story, seen. remake, Meh. whatever. Belfast, Kenneth Branagh, I never watched it. That's supposed to be quite good. I haven't seen it. My wife's yeah. seen it. She said it's, a, it's very good. And uh, Licorice Pizza, which I have not watched, but it would be probably on the same lines as this, quite indie, quite mm. an indie movie. And also, did you get the um, Star Wars connection? Oh, I did With this not. movie. Troy Kotzer. Is it Kotzer or Kotzen? Sorry. Kotzer. The Oscar-winning Best Supporting Actor. Yeah. He created the sign language for the Tusken Raiders in The Mandalorian and the story, the book of Boba Fett. Get out of town. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he did that bit, but he no, did no, no, the no. sign language. Okay, no. cool. Cool. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. cool, isn't it? Yeah, that's great. It's based on the French film La Famille Bellier, and 40% uh, of the movie is in sign language. It doesn't really feel like that. Not at all. Like, obviously, at the start, you realize it's a, it's a very heavy sign language movie, but... It that sort of fades away from consciousness, really. Yeah, um, and it just becomes a story about a coming of age girl with you know difficulties. Obviously, being a child of deaf adults, I think that's given away in the title. Um, yeah, yeah. But it's it's the conflict between what the family need and what she needs in life, and that's that's the story. And it's it's not exactly new. 
a concept at all. It's been done a thousand times. It's just a very nice take on it. Yeah, I think it's executed well. We uh, yes. start. Um, oh, sorry, I didn't do the nutshell movie or nutshell summary. Oh yes, um, it. It's quite large, long and Metacritic, but so I'll talk very quickly. Uh, gifted with a voice that her parents can't hear, 70-year-old Ruby is the sole hearing member of a deaf family, a CODA, which means a child of deaf adults, as you just said. Her life revolves around serving as an entre entrepreneur, <laughs> interpreter, <laughs> also an entrepreneur, actually, yeah. um, for her fun-loving but sometimes embarrassing parents, <laughs> yeah. and working on the family's struggling fishing boat every day before school with her father and older brother. But when Ruby joins her high school's choir club, she discovers a gift for singing and finds herself drawn to her duet partner, Miles, with help from her supporting, if tough-loving, choir, choir master. Uh, Mr. Ruby V. Mr. V is a very good character. I like that. Yeah. Ruby is encouraged to apply to a prestigious music school, Berkeley. However, she finds herself torn between taking care of her family and chasing her dreams. So I think the beginning of the movie is very cool and very nice. It's Etta James, something's got a hold in me. She's She has it in her mp3 player or whatever it's called these days <laughs> not yeah or spotify on our smartphone i'm guessing uh it's juxtaposed with the slimy sludgy grudging work of fishing on their fishing boat which i think was it, such an uplifting song but they're just harpooning fish and slapping yeah, it around drudgery and misery slash singing along to an amazing tune uh, amazing it's a wonderful tune wonderful scene obviously let you know pretty early that everybody else in the boat apart from her are deaf um so she's singing away they're just working yeah, <laughs> but the dad yeah. the dad cracks it up to 11 so he obviously like later on we find out he likes the vibrations of music yeah it's interesting yeah we, like we we do find that during the movie that how deaf people interact with the world and i totally realize because i've done a lot of inclusive less uh, courses for the jobs i've been doing it's uh, some it's i realize deaf people is not the right way to say stuff it's people with hearing disabilities but we're going to be here all night if we don't if we do that yeah so yeah. please just understand for the ease of getting through this deaf people is probably something we'll just go go with throughout this to make it easier for us to actually fit this in under two hours so please understand we know how to say it properly but we have to we have to do it this way yeah. Uh, so yeah. So they're they're fishing. They come into shore, and you know we get the sense that there's trouble afoot. The fish aren't going for good prices, and nothing's. Uh, yeah, it's all pretty yeah, much going downhill. The, the warehouse guy who t takes their stock is a bit of an a hole, and he's you know trying to rip them off at every turn. Yeah, and that's, you know it, it weaves its way through the movie quite nicely. It doesn't. It doesn't interrupt too much with the main threads of the movie but it's no. always something that drives the undercurrent of that sort of plot line of okay we have to do something because we're losing money every day here fishing so i very much liked the uh, the the goodbye sequence between brother and sister it was quite good oh the slagging off yeah yeah, yeah come so up with different insults for each other yeah. in sign language it was it's very beautiful real beautiful yeah very it was real. great yeah so he called her dick face and she called him twat waffle. Which is an amazing insult. <laughs> yeah, it's great. And it was great just to see the sign language. Just, <laughs> oh, yeah. The, yeah, you got to believe I wrote that down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So just so we just, can insult You never people. know when that's useful. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we, 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 we go down to school. So she goes straight to school from working on a fish boat. So I'm not sure she's smelling the best. She is... 
asleep yeah. in class because she's up at three o'clock every morning. We see that happen sort of like a groundhog day sort of thing throughout the movie. Uh, yeah, she, she starts, she gets a bit of stick then in school from the cool kids, uh, which, you know, what I like is it doesn't focus on. Excellent. I'm super delighted that that's not really, like it, it's kind of brought up, but this isn't about that. This isn't Glee. This isn't one of those generic coming of age movies. This isn't about that at all. And it doesn't bother wasting time on that introduces the concept and then just leaves it because it's not you don't need to go there yeah i think we're very similar with that like i think the the girl bully shows up twice i think she calls she takes she smells her in the corridor and says something yes yeah. i wrote down bully trope and i notes like, oh, that's no. exactly where my head was going with this and especially when the choir thing gets introduced i'm like oh god no where the hell is this movie going I had, yeah because i had hopes in the first 30 seconds i was like yes this this is actually a good pay. i like what they're doing here and then that stuff gets introduced and i'm like oh christ no but it and doesn't it just- go where i thought it was going thank god thank god and like even the choir students that are in the choir don't pick on her they don't they're just there to sing as well and so i really liked that each choir scenes were actually quite nice and quite yeah you know, but humbly. Even, yeah but even that the choir scene's kind of irrelevant you know it's it's there to kind of move it along a little bit and i kind of liked it doesn't focus on the choir because the other members of the choir apart from one boy are irrelevant right yeah yeah and yeah we just see it a couple of times during the movie the whole choir ensemble and yeah and then no, no, but, the f- but those bits are done well don't get me wrong yeah and like there's and you know there's there's some well we, we'll get to it in a minute uh, uh yeah so this is the, the part of the movie where she sees the boy she likes the boy she's staring she at does. Him and stuff that's why she and wants that's why she joins the choir in the first bit i believe she joins the choir she sees him say choir and he she goes choir and her sister her friend is going what the hell yeah if you start doing that thing with the cups we're true <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. So uh, her parents pull up outside and have gangster rap blaring out of the thing. <laughs> and this is when he goes, yeah, I like the sound, I like the vibe on my ass. I like the vibrations on my ass. So that was yeah. funny. That was quite funny. And she chucks her bike into the back and heads Very embarrassing off. parents. And, you know, he's, he's enjoying life. He doesn't give a damn. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's sort of like the first movie I've watched where, you know, it's not... It's not seen as a disability, the deafness. You know, it's mm. it's the realities of it, yeah. But it's not they're not they're not the victims in this in this oh, no, not story. Even, not even close are they the victims. No, they're in control, they're living under normal lives as best they can and they face challenges and we actually learn how people with <laughs> listening, hearing to disabilities are uh, actually in, interact with the world. So that's very pertinent later on in the, in the oh, very, concert scene. Very much so. What an amazing scene, but we can get into that later. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, she heads home and no, no, she doesn't head home. She goes to a very embarrassing doctor scene. <laughs> I'd love to see. That. Yeah. Yeah. Where the dad's complaining about an itch in his groinal area. And it's like barnacles. I think he describes it in sign language. <laughs> He's so daughter has descriptive. To translate it. Incredibly descriptive. The daughter's like, oh my God, really do I have to say this? But she does. And then the doc says, oh, you got jock itch. Don't worry about it. Uh, but it is infectious. So you'll have to stay away from sex for two weeks. 
And the daughter translates this, but says, oh, you have to stay away from sex for the rest of your life. You'll never yeah. have sex again. And the dad's They're like, going, what? what? Yeah. <laughs> but then she goes, okay, two weeks. And he still freaks out. <laughs> two weeks. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> Yeah, you think the joke's over at that stage, and then they they pull that sort of extra punchline. That's it was quite clever. Very funny. Yeah. What was interesting to me when they're going when they go home, the brother is on Tinder, swiping away, beeping away, and create like crazy in the corner. Yeah. the The dad is talking about the the pageantry past of mom, but <laughs> what I really noticed was how loud a deaf house is. Yeah, there's because so, they don't know how loud they're. You know, they're banging away in plates and he's cleaning the, the grill and the barbecue, banging yeah. away in it. Bro's beeping away in his phone and she's sitting there trying to do her homework. Going, you guys are wrecking my head. Yeah, it's such a, like, and I've never thought about it before. It's like, oh yeah, that, that's probably right. I, I love the next scene though, which is part of this scene, I suppose, where she's told, I can't remember, put, put your phone away at dinner table or something like that. I can't remember what it was, but mm, yeah. then the brother takes out his phone. He starts doing Tinder, going swiping left, swiping right, swiping left, swiping right. And sis, sis is like, no, why, why has he got his phone? And they're like, no, he, he, we're doing this as a family. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a great scene. You can do Tinder as long as it's done as a family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you, you can all. So this is sort of, it's sort of like an undercurrent of trying to, describes the sort of the undercurrent of the relationship in the family. So we have Ruby, that's the only hearing person in the family. Mm. So she is different and she is treated different by her mom, dad and brother. And they don't realize it. They just sort of rely on her to interact with the rest of the world. Now, the brother is sort of at odds and ends with that. He, he feels like he's, yeah, he's the older brother. He wants to be more act active with the, the rest of the world yeah, and the uh, business and he's really I'm, what's the word he's really sort of he's left out because of it he's put to the side almost um, he hasn't got a chance to shine as part of the family and contribute to the family's business he's basically he's just a deckhand and he doesn't want to be just a deckhand yeah and, and in fairness the, the family rely on ruby because quite frankly it's handy to have somebody who can translate for them and they don't have to interact all that much with people because yeah. it's difficult i suppose yeah um, he's resentful he's resentful of Ruby's he is resentful, place yes. and yeah and that's something i'll mention later it's, it's probably the two things that uh, it kind of later just kind of hints at it here yeah but it really comes to the front or for later on in the movie yeah and then not not he doesn't do it in, in a mean fashion which is kind of no. beautiful how it comes about yeah he's, he's frustrated on, but, yeah he's frustrated yeah. i think it's a life full of frustration just come to come to yeah. a head Especially when he thinks he can do it. So he can read lips, he says, and so he can take over the, the family business. Ruby doesn't need to be here. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, the next scene is the first uh, choir scene and Ber Bernardo. <laughs> yeah, don't even bother trying to say my name unless you can roll an R. Yeah, if you, and if you call me Mr. V, you're just a lazy git or something like that. I would have called him Mr. V, like Ruby does. <laughs> yeah. Um, I really love the happy birthday scene of everybody just singing happy birthday or singing the happy birthday tune. All, all I could see was Marilyn Monroe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, all, that's all I could pop into my head when people are singing that in a, you know, glee style fashion. Yeah. Something like it hot, hot episode 44, everybody. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was that was funny. And I like the way, you know, Ruby never sang in front of people before. So she she runs away and Mr. V goes, we have a runner. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great line. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to think what movie is we have a runner? 
Uh, we have a bleeder. Is the only There's thing a, to think yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, we have a bleeder. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need something to about that. Mary. Something about Mary. <laughs> Franks and beans. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so she goes to a quarry and does a lovely happy birthday rendition on the quarry where it echoes around everywhere, and that's really nice. And like, I, I, I'm I don't usually know not. Sorry, uh, I, say, I don't know about you, but every time the quarry pops up as a scene, it kind of freaks me out. <laughs> You don't like quarries? Well, not when they use as a <laughs> swimming hole. Like uh... The depths. You've got um, telassophobia, isn't that what it's called? Lassophobia? That's the fear of the, the dark. Fear water. of lassie. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> uh, absolutely. Yeah. I have a fear of water that I will drown I think it's, in. Yeah, I think it's lassophobia or tel- telassophobia. Anyway, that's another thing you can look up later. <laughs> I think there's a, there's a subreddit for the entire thing. So it just basically shows big ships rocking in big waves and shit like that. Yeah. Uh, all right, so there's money issues at home. There's uh, when she comes home from the quarry, there's a massive sign language argument happening, and so he, uh, yeah, it's like, yeah, we, we can't keep doing this. It's we're getting no money whatsoever, and it's just that you know, as a person with not a lot of experience with sign language happening around me, like, it, it's quite loud with the hand slapping and everything, you know. Yeah, you know, it's an argument, or maybe not an argument, but you know, it's animated. It's because the sign language is incredibly animated. It's basically shouting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, you know, and the daughter sees that and she, she, she looks for a second and just walks away because she doesn't want to deal with that. Um, yeah, so she should have sort of, yeah, she has her own stuff and she's like, maybe it's that part of the movie where she's going, I don't need to be part of all these, this argument. <laughs> and yeah. The next day they have the, they have the news that they're going to have to have monitors on their boat and they have to pay $800 a day. And they're like, oh, that's more than earn every day so it's like just in fairness that's an incredible amount of money to have somebody sitting on your boat for a day yeah. it, it, it does seem like there's somebody's ripping somebody off there yeah so uh we have interspersed scenes where she's with mr v and you know she's he's trying to get her to sing from the belly and you know there's the uh yeah the dog scene i like the yeah. way that uh he brings up we used to have a bob dylan reference in every movie but we can have oh one yes i forgot He's, about our bob dylan references but yeah that, this was where he, he says she he sang like glue and salt or something I can't <laughs> he couldn't be fucking much wrong yeah, <laughs> two yeah. wrong items <laughs> david Sorry. bowie david bowie said of Bob Dylan, he has a voice of sand and glass. Sand and glass, sorry. Yeah, Not yeah. fucking sticks and glue. Cheese and bacon, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't write it down. Yeah, it's good. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's what note-taking is for. I know, I know. I should have taken that note. Yeah. I was too busy chuckling. Yeah. All right, so she takes her best friend home and she mentions, oh, Leo got hot, the brother. Mm. And uh, Ruby puts on the shags, which I've never heard of before. It sounds insane, but I didn't listen to the shags today. I should have actually just to see Well, what's... to be honest, from the song she played, the shags, I'm not all that interested in finding out about them because it was kind of cack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe uh, it's, uh, you know, I don't know. It's it's alternate rock yeah. nonsense. Yeah. The dog scene, uh, the dog scene in that... Uh, Sorry, the dog scene was very funny, I thought, in that music class before we... Uh... Oh, no, the dog scene was later. It was actually after yeah. this scene. She, uh, funnily, she, she, her friend says, oh, how do you say I want to get in your pants? And she, <laughs> she does the sign for I've got herpes or whatever. That was another funny little yeah, thing. Yeah, and Leo was like, why did... Why? Did, why? What? what, what <laughs> why huh? would you tell me that? <laughs> so, yeah, the music class, another music class scene. They're singing Let's Get It On, and they do the dog scene then because nobody's... Little, singing it from their little, diaphragm little dog 
medium <laughs> dog <laughs> big dog yeah and what, what i liked about that is mr v like he comes across as a bit of an a-hole but he initially picks on her to come up and sing and she's not singing so he's like he starts making her do this hoof, hoof, hoof thing to get her diaphragm working but yeah. she doesn't want it because she's embarrassed but then he goes okay you're embarrassed everybody do it and, yeah. that, and that works so he's i don't i don't think he comes across as an a-hole at all i just think he's he's very he's very straightforward he, he doesn't mess about you know he yeah, he's very passionate he's yes. passionate about so you know yeah i suppose that can be intimidating and then most of the class were a little intimidated she was but he yeah. fixes it by making them all do the same thing that's right so we get the first introduction here of ruby and miles doing you're all i need to get by by marvin gay and great terrell nice song they uh yeah they're not really yeah they can't look at into other. it <laughs> yeah they're, they're awkward like teenagers would be yeah because they're facing each other having to sing this sort of love song so we head back to the pier and bro is getting ripped off by the seller of fish and Ruby comes like, hey, they're selling for $3 over there. And he's yeah, getting mad. Two seventy-five. And the bro's like, screw you, I could have done this deal. And the bro and is I, then showing his resentment again of well, her which coming I guess, in. But I also get why she'd, you know, fix the deal. Well, yeah, because it's sort of frustrating. And, you know, as a sister to a person that is deaf you'd be like you don't want these idiots taking advantage of them even if they're older than you and this is the first time she's like we'll sell the fish and they're like we can't yeah. do that good luck good luck with that yeah, yeah. And, the, and the mom poo-poos that deal or the dad sorry in this situation poo-poos that idea because he's like we'll how such go away yeah as he smokes his joint <laughs> you can't do that in public you like, eh. uh-huh, whatever yeah, so back to the music room. We've got the whole uh, very nice thing, do what you want to do song, and they hand out the percussion instruments, and one of them messes up, so he just takes it back <laughs> from her. That was funny. Yeah, that's the a-hole bit. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. no, sorry about that. That's not for you. No, you're crap. Give me that. <laughs> yeah. And he has a nice, there's a lot of nice conversation between Mr. V and Ruby, and, you know, he's in a scene. He's, like, going, they have a duet together. You know, it's called a duet, you know? You've got to do it together. Yeah. <laughs> and so he's going, he basically, you know, it was nice. It was like, you can sing, you know? And she's like. Yeah, yeah. She's like, you know, it's it's my favorite thing. I'm and he s- mentions Berkeley. And she's like, well, what's a Berkeley? Yeah. And he's like. Oh, I like the way also that she. She signs how she feels. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's a nice anchor to what she does later on. I only realize now going back to that. <laughs> it's like, well, oh, yeah. That's. Uh, I think the point being that like, she probably signed before she spoke, I would imagine. Uh, True. Yeah. So that's, her, that's would, her first language. Yeah, because she did mention she spoke funny and she got bullied when she first started school because yeah, yeah. she probably learned how to speak well in school. Yeah. That's, that's probably true. Yeah. Good point. Okay, so she goes back home, and this is, this is my first sort of uh, synopsis of a character. So she tells her mom she joined the choir. From now on, I don't like the mom until the end. Yes, because the mom just makes it up, as, as Ruby says, she makes it about herself. And to be honest, all she said was, I've joined the choir. Yeah, and nothing mom, else. Mom straight away poo-poos it. Like, it was yeah. just, like basically saying it was a stupid thing to do without saying that, but geez, that's what she implies. And that's an awful thing to do. Very. Quite clearly enthused about something. Yeah, I, I don't, 
Well, I'm trying to think of the complexity of it all. Obviously, she knows Ruby as this person within her very close family that interprets for her. She doesn't realize, or maybe she didn't care what other passion she has at this point. Now, here's my, I'm going to get it out now because I feel it makes sense when I talk about it now. So she's a dick to (laughs) Ruby up until a very, 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 very quick turnaround yeah. where later on her dad basically realizes yeah she's a great singer and then the next day they go yes go we're going to take you to berkeley to audition as a family and that's a very very quick turnaround from her being a dick and saying no best staying here to going yeah i'm with you all the way as a family yeah. i didn't like that i think it needed to be a bit more gradual that shift because the mom was a hard nut the dad the dad was more emotional sh- the dad kind of copped it a lot earlier. And I think the mum's realisation might have been the night before the choir when she comes up after, well, maybe we'll talk about it when we get to the scene, but I think it, she kind of half cops it when she sees the sacrifice that she's making and kind of half understands it and explains her motivation for being a dick in that when she was born, she well, says... Well, yeah, when she was born, she didn't want, she wanted baby to be deaf and she was scared of the right. lack of connection was yeah. scared of losing her and i think that shows true later on as well well yeah but she did lose connection you know yeah came, but her own yeah, her own fear was the loss of connection nearly you know she almost caused the connection to be broken because of her fear yeah uh at this point the bro is at the bar and he has the bar <laughs> fight isn't that <laughs> yeah some some a-hole speaking of a-holes spilled the beer on him and the bro Leo goes up to him and goes, hey, you just spilled beer on me. You know, obviously he doesn't say it. He just Luke points at himself and goes, beer, you asshole. The guy's yeah. like, yeah, feck off, freak. And the bro's like, okay, can lip read. <laughs> Smooth. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fair enough. I think also this is a scene before this happens where he's sitting at the table and he just feels he has yeah. no clue what's going on. And it's another great, greatly shot and produced scene it where is. we as hearing people I don't understand how out of um, the sort of life that you may feel if you can't follow a conversation around a round table when people aren't actually looking at you, you know? Yeah, I would imagine it's similar. If you go to, say, you live in a foreign country, you go for pints with somebody who don't speak your language or don't take time to speak, you know, common mm. language. And if you're sat there staring at the wall, effectively, while people are laughing around you, it's kind of crap. People well, forget, a... I guess, is the problem. You know, it's not necessarily done out of malice. No, it's not. And actually, you know what? Like, I'm, you know, I'm, I've started a new job. There's like 40 people around me. And it's hard to make your way into a conversation when you've got no leverage. You've got no... And that's mm. like me as all-seeing, all-hearing idiot, you know? But <laughs> it's really hard. It's hard to, like, come into a situation and just go, yeah, uh, uh, that's happened to me, blah, 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 blah. Now imagine that you can't hear, like, how do you communicate? Yeah. They're like, but there has to be some, there has to be, and this is mentioned later in the movie, there has to be some real world has to fucking work towards you as well. Now, oh. She said, she says that, or they say that later on, or I think the brother says it. he says, or she, no, Ruby says it. She says, yeah, well, they're just going to have to learn to work with you. Yeah. Not you working with them. It's a two-way street. Yeah. No, that's so that, I that, like that. That comes up as part of business stuff later on that really actually yeah. seems to you know, make a ma- massive difference later on when, when they change tack. Yeah. So anyway, the bro's at the bar later and he's text flirting with 
Ruby's friend basically works behind the bar. Yeah, and then uh, they go to a room that says employees only. Yeah, yeah, and... that's, that that went that escalated quickly. Is what yeah. I've done here. Um, <laughs> and the door closes. Yes, Next scene. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so Ruby and Miles are at home in her bedroom, and they're having a duet together, and it's quite nice. And then. How do you describe it? <laughs> uh, awkward exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. It's incredibly awkward. The two of them looking at each other at the start, and that's really just not working. They can't do it. They can't stare. Every time they make eye contact, they look away. So they go back to back. Yeah. kind of helps a little bit, and they, they sing away. It's a nice scene, you know, and they start chatting about some of the music taste she has around the room and stuff like that. And he sees the shags. He goes, oh, the shags. I love these guys. Uh, yeah. But then yeah. they're singing. Oh, the CD. But then as they're singing, <laughs> there's a <laughs> percussion. And it ain't no drum coming from the room next door. And then and this, some, oh, it's some, one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. Some moaning. Some moaning and yeah, generally. He thinks it's like dogs or something. No. Um, Miles. Uh, Miles But Ruby knows. Ruby yeah, yeah. knows. She does, her face just drops, as it would, in fairness, as a teenage girl, you realize what that is. She runs next door to her parents' room, flicks the lights on and off several times. Which uh, is another thing I learned. Oh, yeah. How do deaf people wake up in the morning? Like, flash flash the lights. lights. Yeah. It's yeah. a good idea. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the next scene is all four of them sitting downstairs. Ruby is mortified. Yeah. Miles is kind of giggling to himself. The dad's, yeah, he's like, he doesn't give a crap. He doesn't give a crap, but the dad's gone, so you, you guys are using protection? And he and he, he signs <laughs> yeah. how to Sign. put on a condom. <laughs> and he's chuckling as he does it. He's very serious, though. But, in, you know, you can see behind his eyes, he's, he's laughing. Yeah, um, he knows. Miles is kind of chuckling in a way, but Ruby's like, dear God, kill me. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. He's, just, it's, he just, I, he's she's such like, an asshole as a dad. He's very... You know, he intentionally makes it awkward for the daughter because he thinks it's hilarious. Yeah, he does a, he's a typical dad. He's trying to make her embarrassed, but he does it via the gift of sign language, which <laughs> makes it even funnier. Yeah, maybe maybe a little bit too far, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, he goes uh, nuts. Yeah, he's, uh, he's, he gets a, he gets very visual with the yeah, yeah description. Yeah. And I, ordinarily, had there been no miles there, she'd probably be chuckling away to herself as well. But because it's school life impinging on her normal family life, it's just no, no, can't have that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, Miles is an idiot, and the next day oh. at school, the bully says, makes starts making the noises in the cafeteria, and that's not good. That yeah, he he really he was really messes up there. So. I think his defense was, well, I told my friend. I told, I told one person. person. Assuming that that friend wouldn't tell everybody in school, but that's, you know, it's a secondary school. And the funny thing happens, everybody tells everybody about it. Yeah. Yeah. Egypt. What, uh, I have a note here and I can't really make heads or tails of it. So uh, what <laughs> yeah. scene happens next? Oh, damn it. I was just chatting away. I have teacher ugly sound. Yes, exclamation oh, mark. Practices. Yes. Mr. V. He's trying to get her to sing with her own voice because she's trying to sing pretty. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's like, no, no, don't sing pretty. Sing like bloody you. Give me what, give me your voice. And she won't do it. So he's like, okay. And, and she starts explaining that when she started talking for the first time, she talked ugly. And he's like, okay, give me that. Yeah, some yeah, of that. Yeah, I yeah. want to hear that. I want to hear it strong. I want to hear you shout. And, you know, he gets her kind of annoyed a little bit as well. And then she starts shouting and screaming. And he's like, yes, use that. And then she starts singing with a like, deep voice. And like, yes. And he's That's like, yes, it. I wanted that. That's what I wanted. Yes. 
And yeah. it's a great scene. Yeah, it's a good scene. Thanks for <laughs> reminding me because it's quite important. <laughs> yeah. That's how yeah. she sings well. Yes. She sings with her voice, as she should do. Yeah. Which I think is very important for all singers, budding singers out there, not to just copy what they think is good. Yeah, don't try to sound pretty. Try to sound like you. Voice of sand and glass. <laughs> not exactly. sticks and glue. Sticks and glue and cheese and bacon. Yeah. All right, so the next scene is quite quite funny the fisher meeting and uh they're like going yeah it's we the whole thing's yeah the dad wants to set stand up and sign language he's, he's suck my dick <laughs> and ruby has to has to interpret this for yeah, all of said, them. Yeah, he said suck my dick but that's not for me that's for my dad yeah yeah that was funny oh. so basically the end of the, like him and the son stand up and sign this thing basically going yeah we're we're gonna start a co-op and we're gonna sell our own fish for twice the price that you were given. <laughs> yeah. Which is amazing because two seconds later, it's a scene of the mum going, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> how yeah. can you offer that amount? We can't do that. How are we going to do this? So the dad's like, I was in, was in the moment. <laughs> Which I'm, I'm, not, I'm not upset with her being angry that moment because it's a lot of... It's a lot, lot of work. It's a lot of work. Yeah. So, well, of course, we have to have a montage and a fought the law. I fought the law. But great the tune. Law great tune. Yeah. So it's lovely. And then the so, montage is them building the business. Yeah, so it was Ruby busy with the co-op, but late to the music practices. Yes. yes. Constantly. Repeated over and over again. And Mr. V is getting kind of Mr. Not Happy. Yeah, so she's he's like going, Mr. V is like going, listen, you've got one more chance. And so Ruby's heading off one day and then the news crew comes along and the mum says, you have to stay. You have yeah. to interpret. And I'm like going, you're a dick. Yeah, she, you screws her over. Like, I don't have an issue with her asking the daughter to, you know, change her schedule. But give her a heads up. <laughs> you know, I know it is important and it kind of is essential, but not letting her know that I need you to stay late tonight because you have to sign and interpret for for, for the news crew is, is just criminal. That's the second time she's kind of screwed over her daughter. So it's... Yeah. Yeah. And she's trying to text Mr. V during the thing going, listen, I can't, I've got a family thing popped up. And he's like going, yeah, I told you. Bye-bye. Yeah. So he, he um, she comes into his... Uh, music room and he's playing a nice sonata on the piano which is on the soundtrack actually it's quite nice mm. and uh he's she's basically saying listen i've never done anything without my family i thought that was a nice line a very pertinent line it saves her with mr v as well because he thinks about it and he, he he gives her a pass i think the last time he's going to give her a pass obviously but he doesn't chuck her to the curb which he had intended to do yeah I think he, she, she heads home then and just basically goes, yeah, I want to go to Berkeley. And again, mom is very naysaying of it. Yeah, I think it was, you know, the mom is kind of almost anti-hearing people at this point because she says something kind of horrible. She says, okay, that's those people in the city, those Boston people, those hearing people. They're all bastards, I think is what she says. I can't remember the exact word she used. But, you know, Daughter's sitting there, and she's like, really? Yeah, but she then it's like... Uh, but the dad at this point, he's, he's kind of going, yeah, okay, maybe. <laughs> well, she has she has a conversation with the dad in bed after after the, the, the mom, and I think the one thing that I remember him saying was she was never a baby, which meant basically she was working for us <laughs> to be the outside world interpreter from the minute she could. Yeah. That's that's a, a very important realization for him. Like, and uh, you know, to the fact that she was always working for the family is it's not great. You know, from the daughter's perspective, 
she never had a chance to be a child, never got a chance to do what she wanted to do. Yeah. She was always looking out for the family concerns. And yeah. it kind of harks back to something Miles said earlier. I think it was earlier. I'm not 100% sure. But about how cool he thought she was as a kid when she was ordering food for her family and she was mm. ordering food like a boss and ordering beers and blah, yeah. blah, blah. And yeah, that's, that's the realization. Back. She's like seven or eight years old when she's doing this. Yeah. And that amount of responsibility on an eight year old is insane. Yeah, no, that's a good callback. And that ties in well with what he was saying here. The dad, she was never a baby. And yeah. it sounds like she wasn't. So the next scenes are sort of interlaced between each other because Ruby decides not to go out working that next day because she's basically going, I need to figure out how not to work every day for my family. At three o'clock yeah. in the morning. At three o'clock in the morning. So she basically says to Miles, if you want to be sorry, come out to the quarry with me. So basically, they're in the day swimming around and they obviously meet they have their first kiss and you know it's not overly soppy or romantic which i was Again, quite happy tank, with tank, tank crunchy i don't it doesn't need to go there that's not what this movie is about and it yeah could have, it could have ruined the movie in my opinion but it doesn't it no keeps it's, it's, it, it keeps it sweet as you say and leaves it yeah alone. yeah it's got a lot of good decisions in this movie yeah. so in the meantime the observer has turned up and slowly realized she's out in the boat with uh, <laughs> the brother is, and the dad and this she's, is hard like this is really it I is really hard Really sorry for the family. I feel sorry for everybody in this because the the monitor she's um she's on there doing she's her on job a, doing her job. She's there. Obviously, it's her first day of the job because she takes a price label off her wet gear. And, yeah, and so, so this is her first day, and then she's she's been on the boat for a couple of hours. But looks of it, when she realizes when the dad says I'm deaf, writes yeah, it down, yeah. writes it down, yeah. And then she points at the son and he goes, uh-huh, yeah, he's deaf too. And the look on her face is, oh dear God, I'm going to die. <laughs> yeah, this is not, this is kosher. It's not kosher. So she rings the Coast Guard basically and the Coast Guard comes and it's quite a tense, crazy it, scene it, of just it, a it crazy is. loud Coast Guard on the radio and then the boat just pulls up really quickly. When I was watching this, my first reaction and in my head was, oh my God, she's just, she's been an a-hole and she screwed them. But I thought about it a bit more today and... She no, she was right. She was absolutely right. She was put at danger, and they were being dangerous because you need to be able to hear crap when you're on a boat, like especially yeah. if it's the Coast Guard pulling alongside. Yeah, and but you need to hear the radio because if you need to hear some important information about the weather, and you yeah. can't hear it, you're gonna die. Yeah, but I read today that the these the, this type of thing has been sort of uh, counter mandated, for want of a better word, with the Disabilities Act in America, really? and. There is a lot of flexibility with having deaf people on well, the boat, well, but I'm guessing it's... You have to have some sort of measure yeah. where you can hear, or at least, not not hear, but you can get information about bad weather or the Coast Guard needs to get information like flashing lights or something. Yeah. You need to be made aware of danger. So in this instance, they obviously need a hearing person on the thing. They've been fined $2,500 and they can't go out on the boat again. So they all blame Ruby for that, and that's lovely. Yeah, I thought that was harsh. In fairness, the emotions were high. At that point, like the, the business is, as far as they're concerned, it's kind of in the toilet. Yeah, it's totally blame game on, on Ruby. And you but know, she, feel, she feels guilt at this point as well, though, even though she, she struggles against what they're saying and fights back, she still feels guilt on it. And she changes her mind about going to Berkeley. She yeah. says, I'll, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll work the boat, I'll stay. And they're all going great. The bros, the bros, but bros the bros is like not. going, No, why is it so? It's the Ruby show, whatever, you know, like, what yeah. the hell. I can do this. Yeah. He's annoyed for two reasons, as far as I can tell. He's annoyed because, yes, I can do this. He believes us, and we can, as a family, make this happen. We just need to hire somebody who's hearing. And he says this, like, we need somebody who's got hearing. Just hire somebody. 
but obviously the mum's freaking out about that and he just storms off. Yeah. And, he, and he's right. So the next scene, the mum comes up to the bedroom with a red dress for Ruby, which was, you know, it's nice and sweet, but I don't know. I was feeling at this stage, come on. And then they have a conversation and it's like, you know, she, Ruby asked her, do you ever wish I was deaf? And that's when she had, says what we mentioned earlier. To be honest, it's a very, very, very real, very honest sort of emotion, I would imagine. Like it's, um, you know, she's saying something that would be reasonably hard for somebody to say, I would imagine, saying that I wish you were deaf when, when you were born. That's what I wanted at the time because I was scared I wouldn't have connection with you if you were hearing because it'd be something me and you don't share. Yeah. Which is fair. Yeah. And it's a realization, it's an honesty that the mum needed to address, I think. Yeah, and I, she says a couple of things. I know I drive you crazy, and I'm happy you know who you are. And so, <laughs> I didn't you know. want to be a bad mum. And then I like the response was that, well, no, no, that's not the reason you're a bad mum. There's many reasons why you're a bad mum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it was fine. It was quite a mild conversation, but quite real, I guess, as you say. Yeah, uh, and I guess it shows a little bit of a softening in the mum's approach, but also. Not really. She wasn't gonna. She wasn't saying to her. She was go to Berkeley. She wasn't backing down at this point. But but there, at no. least there was more of a leveling of the playing field, a bit more honesty in in why she was reacting the way she was. Um, yeah, it's not fixed yet. That comes later. But yeah, it's an important scene. It's a it's a step. Yeah. Anyway, we have the next scene next day when Bro's still unhappy. He's hiding down in the peach, and <laughs> she goes, "Are you hiding?" He goes, "Not well enough. Not good enough hiding." found me uh yeah he's just going just go just get out of here just whatever yeah can... well this is where he says i got this yeah you i go, can you deal go, with this you go do the singing stuff you're good at yeah. it your friend told me you're amazing you go do that you idiot yeah but he also says i wish you weren't born it was fine before you and i was like yeah. oh, jesus that's a bit that harsh. Was a bit harsh but then again it's kind of a real thing family say to each other all the fucking <laughs> yeah true 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 now we've got a big scene next scene which is quite pertinent the concert scene where Ruby oh. is singing. So it's the two parents. It's the brother and uh, the bro's girlfriend. Girlfriend slash Ruby's, Ruby's friend. friend. Yeah. yeah. So they're holding hands and stuff. But I thought it was a very interesting thing where the parents are looking around when the music is happening. They can't interact with what the, what's but going they, on. But they use the rest of the audience as a gauge to see what's happening. Later, they do. Yeah, they do. But if, first of all, they're chatting to each other about lasagna. Dinner. They're asking about. <laughs> They're singing. Ruby sees this when she's singing her first song. It's like, yeah, and she's going. They're not even interested. They're not even happy it, it, it to annoyed be here. Me. It really annoyed me. And it was it's very fairness, annoying. Yeah, but I think it's explained very soon after why they might lose interest. Um, because as as she singing her duet with Miles about thirty seconds later, the scene the volume just gets turned down to zero so good it's so very good because it's just a behind it's shot behind the parents heads and everybody's clapping and you know crying and emotion everybody's like yes this is amazing and it's just the two parents looking on going okay and they're just looking around at all the other people enjoying the music and it's just just so i don't know what's the word i'd use informative as to the scenario that they're experiencing right there because their daughter's doing something amazing on stage and they can't yeah appreciate it without the help of other people appreciating it for them yeah i would have loved if it was a bit more emotional for them they, they never showed an emotion though they they got a recognition but i thought the, the dad actually was more than the mom looking around them i but, think that i think that comes doesn't doesn't seem directly after they get home where the dad 
really figures it out. Yeah, but I'd see again, I don't think the mum actually does enough to warrant what happens the next day or whatever. I, I, it's my take on that perhaps dad. I always will talk about the scene because it's directly afterwards. Yeah. When they get home yeah, from the concert. Actually, yeah, yeah. Let's just go through it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was funny when the, he, the Mr. Oh, Fee says, Mr. Fee, yeah. Uh, he goes, nice to fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because uh, the sign for fuck and meat. meat is the difference between one finger and two fingers. Yeah. One finger and one finger banging together. That's, uh, <laughs> it's a sign I know already. <laughs> uh, I, yeah. also liked, I also liked the way he said, uh, hey, please tell your parents you're a great singer and they're making a terrible mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Ruby goes, no. No, that's not happening. I'm not telling them yeah. that. Yeah, so they get home and it's it's a beautiful scene where she sings to her dad and he holds her throat. Yeah, just to, to feel the to, vibrations. And it goes back yeah. to him listening to gangster rap earlier on. And yeah, there's a good link. And the first scene as well returns the stereo up the fall just to get some vibrations out of yeah. it. So he does appreciate music. He maybe just likes the rhythm or he feels her throat and there's true emotion coming through in his face. Like, it's yeah. really strong. This is, I, this is where I think he gets the Oscar, right in that scene. This scene, yeah. It's just a pure, like, gnarled fisherman's face just showing yeah. every emotion. Yeah, and then he's, he's cracking with emotion as he hears his daughter sing through his hands. It's, it's just powerful, powerful stuff. It reminded me of Michael Keaton's, like, face wrinkles in Birdman, just sort of acting yeah, with yeah. your face, you know? But not as, this this one, this scene was quite emotional and sort oh, yeah. of, you know, poignant, to say the least. Anyway, they're basically going, get up, you're going to an audition, audition <laughs> yeah. in Berkeley, we're going to drive. Is it worth to go fishing? No, we're not going fishing. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're basically going, yeah, you deserve to try yeah. at least, so go for it. So they drive and... Miles is there, he's choked, he said, and she goes in, in casual clothes, no sheet music. The board yeah, of the piano no, goes. No preparation. No. Yeah. Do you know this song? Nope. No. I don't know Janis Joplin at all. Joni Mitchell. <laughs> Joni Mitchell, sorry. Well, <laughs> <laughs> okay, if this, Mr. V would have saved me there as well. Yeah, so Mr. V says, I can play for her. Yes, his saves arc, the day. Yeah, his arc is complete as a nice person yeah so she sings both sides now and they're like going yeah but then the family sneak in sneak in and she signs the rest of the song which elevates this scene so high in my so opinion. good it is so really good. good it's okay as she's doing the audition it's an okay scene it finishes it ties yeah. up everything but then as she signs just the connection between her and the family everything's tied up it's beautiful it's such an emotional scene and yeah it's just perfection it's I, great yeah, brilliant scene. Yeah, and when she's singing as well, there's a little montage on the boat, and yeah. uh, she's getting accepted uh, into Berkeley. They're hanging they, around they, a they computer. They hire a guy who can speak oh, yeah. and hear on the boat, but can't fish. <laughs> can't fish for crap. The dad's getting really annoyed with him. Yeah, we can, you can be taught to fish. Yeah. That's and that's the end. The, the final scene is where they're saying goodbye and. They have the final ass monkey shit nugget between the siblings. <laughs> <laughs> Again, brilliant. Yeah. And so she's driving away and she goes, no, wait, wait, stop, stop. And goes back in for one big family group hug. The and then hugs her dad separately, which I thought was pertinent because she doesn't know how to hug her mum singly. She's like going, I know you did this probably, you know, I know. Well, he's, he's the way she knows that he convinced the mum. Yeah. She, the mum did, uh, the mum until... Nearly the end doesn't understand. Yeah, maybe she can't understand know. until it's explained to her. Yeah, 
the the last thing she does is sign at the car window. I really love you is when you cross your fingers. That's the difference between I love you and I really love you. I it looks today. painful. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying well, to do never... it. And I was like, that means I can't love people, really. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you've never been in the West Side massive and you had to do no, the West Side. No. It looks just as painful signal. as that. I can't do it. I've just, I've got arthritic hands, I guess. Yeah. All right. I give plot 3.75 out of 5. I didn't expect. I, I, I can I do four? Probably not. I think two point seven five is a great score for a sort of an I, indie I, movie. I went four. Okay, that's fine. Because I because I was the reason why I upped it a bit because I was expecting much less. I thought True. it was going to be generic glee meets coming of age nonsense. I've seen a thousand times before, but it wasn't that. And I was so pleasantly surprised that I decided I'd chuck it up a bit. So I give Good. it four. Excellent. What did you give for acting? I give another four. Specifically around the father, actually. I Mm. thought he was epic. I gave 3.75. Yeah, it's (laughs) again a good score. Good score. Great score. Yeah. Yeah. Sound practice track, I gave four. I liked it a lot and I will listen to it probably over the next couple of days. Just just to keep things balanced, I put that (laughs) (laughs) 3.75. No, I really really fell in love with Joni Mitchell's Both Sides Now song, and then a lot of the other songs, Etta James, ah, kicking the movie off. Chucking a bit of Ramones, fantastic. What I did knock it down for, the reason I knocked it down was because it was one of the choir scenes, I think maybe earlier on with the practicing, it just glee and all that stuff annoys the crap out of me. And as, sure. when I was watching this, I was annoyed. <laughs> I was like, oh. oh no, this movie's crap. I was wrong. Yeah. That feeling of crapness still kind of lingered a tiny bit. That's so, fine. Also, got to think about the sound as well, and I think the sound of the deaf scenes and the one doing the, sign that, language when, also. when they turn the volume down. I think as well, more, yeah. that's more of a production thing in my head, but true, it's one of the best things I've seen production wise in a movie ever. It's just so smart. I was wondering would they do it at some point. I mm. didn't think it was going to happen. I just thought about it one time. Also, I thought that Ruby's sis, Ruby's friend brother's girlfriend would be the person that would help out on the boat because they were teaching he was that's exactly i've read this written down here and i was i know for a fact that's gonna happen it yeah. never happened and i'm so happen. delighted it didn't happen yeah i guess another another uh production choice, choice. Yeah, yeah very good choice what did you give for production three seven five <laughs> i give four <laughs> <laughs> again fan, like the three seven five is great score let's be yeah. honest and i like because it's it's not a difficult movie to produce, in my opinion. Yeah, they shot it all in Massachusetts. It's quite a nice area. But that scene so where they, when they crank down the volume for the concert, it yeah, raised, really raised it up for me. So it really puts you into the puts you into their seats. Yeah. Um, Richard Brody in the New Yorker gave it forty out of a hundred. He said the sense of calculation makes a journey feel like a lockstep march. The movie's sense of a story that's dictated rather than observed makes its good feelings feel bad well he sucks <laughs> i sort of guess i, I sort of I, I kind of sense where he's coming from it's uh, i think it's, it comes out in the mother's um plot line mm-hmm. uh, because uh, i don't think it, i don't think she has a good enough arc i think it needs to be a bit more of a meaty n- addition to it not everybody deserves an ad- redemption arc really you know no maybe. especially in indie movies i guess yeah Maybe sometimes it's right for things to kind of suck for a bit. Yeah. Anne Hornaday. <laughs> Jesus, really? Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Anne. I know you're a great listener. Uh, a speaking great of people who got picked on in school by people like Colin. Sorry. I never bullied anybody in school. <laughs> I was bullied. Yes, by me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she gave it 100 out of 100. 
you'll laugh, all right, you'll cry, you'll do both at the same time. Coda is just that kind of movie, and thank goodness for it. Well, you know, I, I kind of agree with the sentiment, but I don't know about 100 out of 100. I always say that, though. I, I hate people giving 100 out of 100. You hate hundreds. Yeah, you hate hundreds. Nothing's perfect. Yeah. No, no. Apart from the Shawshank Redemption, but that's... Uh, uh, and anything Tarantino. <laughs> okay, so... I just signed there. This is the end of this episode. Uh, yes. This is the end of code, I mean. I just signed for that, so you didn't see that. So uh, we've got, I believe, three more weeks of best picture Oscar winners. So I'm going to roll the dice now for our next movie. And it is number 95, which I think is Ooh. the last one. So we're going to find this very hard to, to find. It's Wings from 1929. Woo. Wow. Wow. You know, I think I've seen about two minutes of this years ago. Mm. All right, so the synopsis is quite short on Metacritic, maybe because there's not enough information about it. Uh, two young men, one rich, one middle class, who are in love with the same woman become fighter pilots in World War I. Uh, 1929, it's got a meta score of 78 and a user score of TBD, which means nobody has reviewed this, which is weird because it's an Oscar winner. It's interesting. Starring Paul McCartney. Yeah. Uh, no, it stars. Uh, it's directed by William A. Wellman. And has he done? Oh, he directed A Star Is Born. Oh, okay. That's but don't he? Yeah, okay. It stars uh, nobody I know. Gary Cooper's in it. Gary Cooper. Okay. Richard Arl and Charles Buddy something. Clara Bow. So we need to get on. Charles Buddy Rogers in it. That is. And Clara Bow. Let's see what she was in anything. No, she was not in anything. Okay. So. That'll be interesting, going way back to the start of the Oscars history. That's crazy. We got 95. Okay. So we'll watch up, uh, Wings in episode 47 of 15K Plus Random Movie Reviews. Please keep on sharing our podcast. I know you are, because views are just rolling in. Uh, millions of them. Millions of you feckers out there. So, yeah, share and like. Um, you can find us on every platform that you want to find us on, if you really want to. We're out there. Okay, so we'll see you next time on episode 47. Bye-bye. Cheerio. Cheerio.